Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those of you who know me know that I operate on the fact of congressional records, statutes at large, Supreme Court decisions, their own rules. Learn their language, learn their rules, know their job. These have been the three main topics that I've ran with. I've learned to research what is their job description, what are their job duties, what are their rules. Their rules is their restrictions. A lot of people now are starting to come around to my line of thought because I have been criticized You can't use the codes, you can't use the statutes, you can't use the rules, because it belongs to them. Excuse me, what did you say? I want you to repeat those last few words. It belongs to them. What part of that didn't you understand that you just sit here and told me? It belonged to them. If the codes and the statutes and the rules belong to them, is that not their restrictions? Not yours and mine. And still people have not had that sink into their head of the comment that they made. It belongs to them. If it belongs to them, then that is their guidelines. That is their restrictions. That is our means of doing accountability. This is how they are supposed to operate. All we're doing is giving you another line of thought. A lot of people out here would give you a fish. So they fed you for that day. What are you going to do for tomorrow? Some people will sit here and teach you how to fish. Difference is, I'm showing you where the fishing hole's at. Get into Title V, under Section 552A. The word person individual is a citizen of the United States or someone applying for permanent residency. You and I are not citizens of the United States, and you and I are not applying for permanent residency. We already have it. We were born here. Because that word person and individual under Title V is exactly what it gets into. And if you look up under the IRS code, Title 26, 6331, it tells you what a citizen of the United States is. Those who are elected. Those who are appointed to D.C. So there is no mistaking in the verbiage of what's being said. I'm showing you through the congressional records of what is being said about Federal Reserve notes whenever McFadden in 1933 and 32 made the comment, Federal Reserve note is not money, but mere promises to pay, that your signature is collateral. I am showing you through the National Firearms Act of 1934 what a firearm is as a sawed-off shotgun of 18 inches or less, sawed-off rifle of 16 inches or less, overall length less than 26, fully automatic machine gun and silencer, 
But I will go one step farther. I will show you when it uses that word person, it goes back in and it points out to the manufacturer. It points out to the importer exporters as persons, which is your corporations, your associations, your partnerships, your trust. The 1934 Firearm Act gets into this. Whenever I sit back and we talk about driver's licenses, I will sit here and show you under Title 49 of the United States Code and CFR. When we're talking about federal funding, we'll get into Title 23 USC Code 402 and 23 CFR Section 1250, federal funding. When I sit down and tell you that the Warriors Guild is a communist party, I will hand you the 1953 Congressional Records that says it. When I sit back and tell you that Congress determined that IRS is only for liquor tax and not for personal income tax, I will hand you the 1953 Congressional Records from the Ways and Means Committee. And now that we got that Internal Revenue Book, it sits there and says it's 100% voluntary. Again, I will hand you the manual. All I'm doing is laying this stuff out. I want you people to make your own decisions based on the facts before you, not like the grand juries that is being ran by the federal system to where you can only make one decision, and that's what I sit here and tell you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what I teach on the administrative side, works with the VA, Social Security, as well as with the courts. It's all the same. We just have to be better educated because we lack the knowledge because we have not been taught. Nobody's teaching this stuff. We're here to give you knowledge and for you to make your own decision. There's no arm twisting. This isn't a process that you have to agree with me or else. This is up to you to make your decisions. But I'm starting to see a lot of these different groups are starting to change their attitude and are starting to realize the value of going back in and quoting their statutes to them and their congressional records to them and even their codes to them and sitting here saying, hey, 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 see what this says? You guys are deliberately and intentionally misinterpreting this for personal gain here. We now need to have an administrative hearing on this because now we've got a conflict of law. In this last workshop, I've walked the people through so much of this stuff, and I laid out the lies, the fraud, the rules, because it, it, in their rules, even under probable cause, under criminal rules procedure, Rule 5, before a cop come up and says, I have probable cause, he has to have a complaint and an affidavit and a warrant. And I, I, I sit down and I told people, now, I am not telling you this. Let me show you under criminal rule, rule five. I want you to read this, or rule four, rule four. I want you to read this under rule four. What does it sit here and say for probable cause? And they absolutely, my God, we've been lied to. Said, yeah, you've been lied to. And I even got into several of the states, criminal rules and procedures. And I took him down to one little section. It says jurisdiction. Then it says reserved. I want you to tell me what the word reserved means. There's something that's been held back. 
hammering reserve for later on. Or okay, you know. now the next couple words is reserved for future codification. What does future codification mean? They're going to add to later on. All right, so when it says jurisdiction reserved for future codification under criminal rules procedure, does the court have criminal jurisdiction when it says reserved for future codification? I walked the people through, and they said, are you telling me that everybody that is sitting in jail yeah. that is charged under a criminal charge the court never had jurisdiction. I said, I'm not telling you that. I want you to read what it says in their own statutes, in their own rule books. It's reserved for futurification. Now, you draw your own conclusion on what those words mean. No, they never had it. You know the tricks of what they do. They get you to enter a plea. Yes. And they'll trick you into entering a plea. And then they say, well, he gave us jurisdiction because he entered a plea. Yeah, this well, is part of the fraud. So they're operating on the ignorance of the people by trick. There again, not the truth, but a trick and a scheme and a fraud and a gimmick. You know, that's all they do. That's all they know how to do. It goes back to that every time. When their rule said this is reserved for future codification, and it has absolutely nothing, because what I did is I showed them. See where it says venue? See the, the next section, how it has all this writing. Now, let's go back to jurisdiction. It has reserved for future codification. So do you see anything beyond this? The judge said, well, if you refuse to enter a plea, wait a minute, where did I refuse? I said, I said jurisdiction. Well, where is your proof? And he said, well, I'm going to enter a plea of not guilty for you. I said, where did I give you authority to enter a plea for me? Man, his face turned blood red, man. But then, see, what we got into was that Title 50 of War and National Defense, that Chapter 3 of Alien Enemies of Section 23, jurisdiction of the courts and the judges shall have criminal jurisdiction, and it falls under the Trading with the Enemy Act. So now the next question comes up. Are you bringing me in under the Trading with the Enemy Act jurisdiction? Am I classified as enemies of the state? What they've did is they have taken out the appendix under Title 50. They've taken out the appendix under Title 26. They've taken out the appendix under Title 28. They have sort of removed them off of the Internet. So you can't sit down and find it. Section 21 under Title 50 appendix, Trading the Enemy Act, claim of naturalized citizen as affected by expatriation, uh, for them to come back and claim that we are an enemy of the state, they first have to prove that you and I expatriated. And they can never prove that you and I expatriated. Therefore, the court does not have jurisdiction over you and I on this issue. But if you also get back into Title 50, the footnotes in this thing, it dealt with the Japanese at that time period during World War II. It did not have to deal with you and I. It dealt with the Japanese, that they were enemies of the state at that time. That gave the court jurisdiction. Well, that don't apply to you and I, and it doesn't apply anymore to what we're sitting here saying. 
the court is trying to claim some type of criminal jurisdiction, which it doesn't have because it was never put in the rule books. And the fact that they're claiming it under Title 50, then it goes back to the fact it was based on the Japanese at that time period. Not you and I today, but they had to prove that you and I expatriated. And they cannot prove that you and I expatriated, but on the other hand, you and I can prove that they expatriated through the yeah. Reconstruction Act of 1867, the 14th Amendment of 1868, the D.C. Act of 1871, the International Organization Immunities Act of 1945. We can prove that they expatriated. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.